Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ayo, and this episode is going to get a little wild. You see, here's the thing. I was talking to some of the guys in my mastermind. We got on the discussion about what is the alpha state. Like, I- I've talked to you guys a lot about it, you know, with the prefrontal cortex. I've talked to you about, you know, you're thinking about your thoughts. You're thinking about what you're thinking about. I've used a lot of different terms or phrases or concepts to really kind of explain the alpha state, but it's so abstract, right? It's so immaterial. Even though thoughts are things, emotions are things, these are all material, these are all observable, measurable, and repeatable, the alpha state itself, the control system that you have been given, this gift that you have in order to take control of these material things, your cognition, your emotions, and your actions. It's a very abstract concept. And so this episode is going to get wild, right, guys? I'm not going to talk to you guys about so much how to, right? Like, you know, I've got love language episode coming up, right? Emotional awareness and intelligence coming up. Lots of great stuff I want to teach you guys. But this podcast, and I'm preparing you in advance. I know this is a long intro. I'm preparing you in advance for this episode because it's going to be off the abstract deep end. I've done a lot of practical episodes recently. You know, we've talked about the results and benefits of cognitive mastery. This episode is going to test your multidimensional thinking. So if most episodes are like word finds, this one is going to be like a crossword puzzle. You're probably going to want to listen to this content more than once. Now, I want to start by reminding you guys of a concept that I've talked about. It was nearly a year ago, and that's that we're all born into the beta condition. All human beings are beta humans, all of us, our brains are making sense of the world in a way that is based in scarcity, fear, doubt, safety, and survival. I mean, I want you guys to know this. If you're in the beta condition, there's nothing wrong with you, right? Well, we're babies. We are in a beta condition. We become children. We are in the beta condition. All human beings begin this way. We can't survive on our own and we require caretaking, right? We can't survive without our beta condition. This forms the beta condition. It forms this view of the world. And as we age, we undergo a biopsychosocial adaptation that progresses our belief systems through a series of development. We form a sense of self right? We form the ego. Then we form a sense of rule and law, right? Our beliefs about right and wrong, very black and white. We form a sense of strategy and competition where we develop a subjective gray area and how to bend the rules without breaking them. And then we form a sense of community and we learn to engage with people and make efforts to be accepting and tolerant of other people's diversity in belief and behavior. Now, this movement and assimilation of beliefs is all a part of the developing beta condition. Even that last stage of development, right, which is engaging with community, with effort and practice of tolerance, that is still a beta condition manifestation. And I bet that there's some of you out there listening that might be surprised to hear me say that. At this final stage of beta development, if the right life conditions are present, 
there will be a suffering, which can come in many forms, right? It can come as a complete collapse of your interpretation of the world that drives you to near madness, all the way to a mild unease and feeling that something just isn't right. And all of this will drive a change in your beliefs, in your metacognition. It could be that you have doubts about the collectivism and a resurgence of individuality that is stifled when we deny ourselves for someone else or for a community. It could be that you begin to feel a surge of personal power from within your mind that can reach out into the universe with or without handholding from inside a group. It might be that you discover positive relationships with others are important components of life and not the purpose of it. But this episode isn't about the beta condition. It's about the alpha state. It's about that momentous leap we take in consciousness where we aren't just changing the way we think, we're changing the way we think about thinking. All beta condition beliefs are the same, although they manifest differently. The alpha state is a complete change in the way we use our brain. Think of it this way. If the beta condition is Newtonian physics, then the alpha state is quantum physics. Okay, so this month in the Spartan School of Cognitive Mastery, I'm teaching my students the foundation of cognitive mastery, and I just completed a podcast series on the results and benefits of cognitive mastery. With this episode, I'm going to discuss what it's like to live in the alpha state, guys, not in any specific sense like I discussed in the results and benefits series, but in a very general and broad way that will challenge your brain and it will ask yourself, Am I ready to learn to live in my alpha state? And it's a little bit like Morpheus asking Neo to choose. If you guys remember the Matrix, I may have made this analogy before, but the ironic thing about it is just like Neo being pulled out of the Matrix, for you guys, you got to know this, once your third eye of your alpha state is open, it does not close. You cannot elevate your alpha and then decide to go back to beta. It doesn't work like that. Once you see, you cannot unsee. So at the core of your alpha state, viability must be restored to a disordered world endangered by the cumulative effects of the beta condition. Not from the illusion of changing the external circumstance, which is itself a beta condition thought pattern, but rather from changing the internal damage our own beta condition has done in manifestation and in cognition. The purpose of living is to be independent within reason, to be knowledgeable so much as possible and caring so much as realistic. And yet I am my own person. I'm accountable only to myself, sort of like an island in an archipelago of other people. Think about a bunch of different islands out in the middle of an ocean where all our own island. Continuing to develop along a natural pathway is more highly valued than striving to have or to do. And I want you to understand me. What I'm saying is that learning to manage your mind and learning to manage your emotions is more important than any action and any result because actions and results are just math and outcome. The higher value is in the story I tell myself about myself and the world and the emotional experience I receive from believing that story. So living in the alpha state is a life of curiosity. There's little judgment over the conceptual worlds of other people, basically because of the universal truth. The behavior of other people is not who they are. It is what they feel and what they are thinking. And your alpha respects, while not necessarily agreeing with, other people's worldviews, modes of expression, 
and unique habits, customs, and cultures. Your alpha is constantly in a state of time flux. It is in a superposition given any point in time. It is in touch with the natural evolutionary processes that appear to characterize humans as a species. Each moment in time and space is next as a next step, not as a final one. So there's a sense that you're always on the journey. You're never at a destination. You're always in the moment, but you're always in transition. And I know that sounds so paradoxical. I'm going to come back to paradoxes later in this episode, but that is the alpha. The alpha lives in a constant state of paradox. Now, I'm going to kind of break here. I'm going to move on in a second, but I want you guys to know that this is your first podcast episode that you've listened to. Like if you just looked up the Alpha Male Coach podcast and this is the first episode that you're listening... This may be a bit esoteric. It may be that you don't understand exactly what I'm saying. So it behooves you to go back and to listen to some of the other podcasts about the universal truth and the model, because what I'm about to say may blow your mind. And that is that being an alpha means living a problem-free life. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that you won't be presented with challenges. In your alpha state, you get behind the scenes and act directly on the dynamics that are the cause of the problem, which is thought. In this way, your alpha allows you to quickly transcend problems by exposing them under the truth while people in the beta condition are going to worry, they're going to fear, they're going to manipulate, they're going to ask higher authorities or people that they think are experts, right? They're going to form study groups, they're going to play theory games. But the alpha male thinks, feels, and acts from an inner directed core, right? This is what I mean when I say the alpha state. So this is the alpha male coach podcast. Alpha male, alpha female is the manifestation. This is action. But all of that comes from that inner directed core, the alpha state, the individual seesaws, right? Kind of back and forth that enable you to keep balance in a paradoxical world, and it all teeters on your principled, knowledgeable alpha. Your alpha has strong ethical anchors of your own reasoned choosing. You're derived from experience and discerned from many sources, but you are not entrapped by rigid rules based on external dogma or mandates of authority. You determine your own value system based on what emotion serves your results. And while your alpha can readily admit to needing others to accomplish a task, right, through cooperation and teamwork, you are never emotionally needful of anyone. The leap into your alpha state comes with a dropping away of compulsions, brother, dropping away of anxieties, dropping away of fears that accompany the beta condition. And this will enhance your ability to take a contemplative attitude and rationally appraise your reality by separating your cognition from the circumstance. In the beta condition, emotions block the ability to see the world objectively. We're in our emotion, right? We're reacting to, resisting, or avoiding that emotion. Fear, scarcity, safety, and survival are powerful motivators that create illusion and disempowerment. As fear recedes, the quality and quantity of ideas and solutions to problems increases dramatically. From your alpha state, you avoid falling into the traps of the beta condition, which range from unbridled ambition to naive altruism. You are neither intimidated nor cavalier in the face of complexity. Instead, you develop a confidence in the self-generated 
messages and instructions that come from the best version of yourself. Now, although the alpha is expressive rather than sacrificial, your sense of self has gone way beyond egocentrism, hubris, or autonomy. And again, if you haven't heard any of these previous podcast episodes, the alpha is not selfish. It is self-interested. Cognitive mastery by design creates a high self-esteem based on information as much as emotion with enlightened self-acceptance, acknowledging shortcomings and faults as a part of perfection. And it carries no resentment or judgment over the self for failings or mistakes of the past. And it actually factors these experiences into the future decision-making processes. The metacognition of your alpha is so aware of your cogno-emotive state that you would even disqualify yourself from participating in a critical decision if you were too full of internal emotional clutter around a person, issue, or event, and would allow yourself time to manage your mind before returning to the decision-making table. So at this point in the episode, <laughs> I know I've probably blown you guys' mind, but at this point in the episode, I want to shift to some broad, general, inclusive concepts about alpha living and alpha cognition. Some of you might be a little blown away or confused or even a little at the edge of your seats, right? If you guys have been listening to this, these concepts for a long time. You might be at the edge of your seats. And I know this information is getting more abstract than I usually do with you guys. As we move into 2020 and begin the year in building these foundations, having these concepts in your back pocket will be beneficial in understanding and learning the more specific skill sets that build your capacity to elevate your alpha. And the paradox in the alpha state is only a paradox when observed from the beta condition. I've talked about this paradox before. I talked about it earlier in this episode. And while I will call it a paradox and will continue to call it a paradox, I do so only so I can explain it from a student's perspective, only so I could explain it from a place that a beta condition can understand so as to make the leap into the alpha state, to elevate the alpha state. For example, I'll start with the concept of natural. What is natural? Your alpha lives in a natural state in contrast to what is artificial, right? Or contrived. So we have a natural state and we have a contrived state. And it is attracted to the way things actually work. Natural is the way things actually work. It's the most appropriate technology for the task. It's the most qualified person for the job, regardless of emotion or old boy networks, or popular opinions. The paradox here is that natural isn't defined by the external. It's defined by the internal, right? When I say natural, I'm not talking about organic food or clothes made out of cotton, right? To be artificial or contrived isn't a matter of the quality or substance of the object. It is the cognition around the object itself. So the use of plastic a fast food meal, or a polyester suit may be appropriate at given times and in specific circumstances. There is no good or bad in the object. Everything has its use in its time, and that's what I mean by a natural state. There's no judgment of the objective external. Things are there when we need them to be there in the space and the time that is appropriate for that situation. Elevating and living as your alpha will have an impact on your relationships. You won't be the same person you are when you're living in the beta condition. And this will create the relationships that you have 
with other people in their beta condition to change. When you elevate your alpha and everyone around you does not, there is contention. There is no single manifestation or behavior either from the beta condition nor the alpha state. So I'm going to be talking about metacognition and brain rewiring and emotional awareness and ownership. But this is all based on my experience with people. And I can offer you some insight into how other people will be befuddled by your state of alpha living, just confused, maybe unsure of of what it is that they're actually witnessing. For some people, you'll just become virtually invisible. They won't even really see you anymore. They'll no longer engage on a cognitive level with you. For others, you'll become strange to them. And yet, sometimes fun to hang out with, right? It's kind of like this weirdo that's kind of cool. For other people, they'll think you're inconsistent, disrespectful, or even out of focus. And still, to some other people, you're going to seem unwilling to commit yourself fully to achieve an objective. But I'm going to tell you this, guys, the most common change in relationships that you'll receive is when other people, they will still tell you that you seem cool and reserved, but intellectualizing your emotions without joining wholeheartedly into the group experience. And this is because, and simply because, validation from others drops off completely. There is personal pride taken into the power of that emotion and the actions driven by it, but there's no sense of pride over others and that less desirable form of pride that comes from a cognition of being better than other people. That's not the pride I'm talking about. I'm talking about the pride that comes from knowing that you've accomplished the goals you set out to. And from your alpha state, you will announce your presence, not with the boasting or the bragging, but from an uncanny skill at resolving complex issues at the level of cognition. That is the gift to recognize problems for what they are. Thoughts. The alpha mind roams freely up and down past, present, and future lines. There is a fresh, unthought course of action that comes from lack of fear and abundant curiosity. Once solutions are presented and problems are solved, there is no lingering need for recognition. The alpha leaves the celebration and accolades to others because they know that the problem never existed in the first place. It was always just a thought. Now, I'm going to wrap up this esoteric and abstract episode with this, guys. Alpha men and women problem solvers are adept at resolving paradoxes, creating abundance, and engineering win-win-win outcomes. So I'm going to tackle all three of those. First, resolving paradoxes. The alpha state can frame issues in such a way as to put conflicting ideas that seem to create paradoxes or inconsistencies on the horns of the dilemma. The alpha will show how both and is superior to a forced choice of either or. Whereas most people live in some sort of irreconcilable duality, The alpha integrates all possibilities into an infinite choice of potentialities. What seems by the beta to be two opposing and opposite perspectives, the alpha knows that the same two perspectives can coexist in appropriate harmony. Second, an increasing and creation of abundance. Alphas look for ways to increase the range of options, available niches, maneuvering spaces, and expanded opportunities through the use of cognition and belief. Now, I want you guys to understand something. 
When I say abundance, I'm not talking about the materialistic splendor or conspicuous consumption defined through the scarcity-driven beta view. What I'm talking about is I'm referring to the level of consciousness that transcends the illusion of scarcity and that overcomes fear. What it takes for people to have enough subsistence at various levels of human existence is generally available to all, even in third world countries. It's not the 80s anymore, right? We don't have people dying of starvation. Now, people are still dying, don't get me wrong, but subsistence, you know, food, shelter, these kinds of things are going away. The world has gotten smaller and we're able to provide subsistence for people all over the world. Abundance isn't about the external things and stuff. It's not all the must-haves and need-tos and afraid-ofs. It's about the internal volition we use to see the cup as half full if you're in a beta condition or overflowing if you're in your alpha state. And I want to just quickly touch on that. Remember, the beta condition sees it's either half full or half empty, right? It's either scarcity or abundance. It's either optimism or pessimism, you know, this, all of this duality stuff, that's the beta perspective. But from the alpha state, abundance, your cup is just overflowing. There is no half empty, right? There is no duality. It is what you choose it to be. It is always there. There is plenty, always plenty. And then finally, guys, I want to mention this win-win-win. Win-win-win is the alpha way of viewing outcomes and addressing the illusion of problem in thought. Remember, the alpha lives in a timeless place. This now, right, this present, this point in time is not the only point in time. Now, I've said before that it is the only point in time, but I want you to understand and be very clear that it is the only point in time that exists for us to think, feel, and act, but we do do future-focused thinking. We do rewrite the stories of our past. So having this full view of time while we live in the moment is a part of the win-win-win philosophy. A simple and selfish win-win deal between only two people is a narrow view taken by assessing the moment and only the moment as a single point in time. And such a narrow outcome will not produce positive results in the long term. The third win is the long-term results. It's winning continuously through cognition. Even now, most people look for a win-win scenario and call it compromise. But the win-win isn't the best we can do, and certainly not what most people do. Unfortunately, our political system, our socioeconomical range, and even public and private sector entities are caught up in the whole win-lose solutions. It seems that the win-win solution comes with a cognition of compromise that can feel like a win-loss, and thus, most people will side with the beta duality of winners and losers with a hope to be in the winner's circle. The win-win-win is a cognitive choice of what is, not an ideal illusion of what could or should be. All right, guys, I am going to close with some alpha traits. Now, I've mentioned some of these on previous podcast episodes, and I think they bear repeating in this episode. This is the kind of life that you can expect to have when you learn the skill of cognitive mastery. Your brain is a results-creating machine. Right now, it's creating results, and it's creating results from an unconscious beta condition. Whatever the belief system you have that you're either aware of or unaware of, that's where your results are coming from. And you may not know that your belief system is within your control, or you may know that it's in within your control, 
But either way, that's where your brain is right now. And that's where your results are coming from. Your brain isn't working for you and it could be working against you. So learning the skill of cognitive mastery is taking control of your brain and training it to work for you to determine your future as you choose. This is what you will learn in the Spartan program or any of my mastermind groups and courses. When you make that switch which is not a small change, but it's a momentous leap. Everything in your life falls into place. It's like waking up without knowing any language. Can you imagine? Can you imagine waking up tomorrow morning and you don't understand the language? Any language. You have to go and learn the language all over again. You don't understand what people are saying. You can't really communicate with anyone. And as you learn the language, you start to get quicker with speaking and listening and reading and writing. And one day you start dreaming in the language, right? You've got it all back and it clicks and you're a different person. There's no more confusion. There's no more miscommunication or inability to maintain control with relationships and other people. Cognitive mastery is the same thing. It is the precursor to anything else you want to do. And that's what I was talking about with the results and benefits series. This is the first skill you want to learn before you learn any other skill, because this is the skill that will accelerate your learning of other skills. It is a skill that will make your learning of other skills more effective and more efficient because it is. It doesn't matter what it is. You want to learn how to future focus think. You want to learn how to create any goal. You want to learn how to manifest your future. You want to learn how to have amazing relationships. You want to learn how to be more confident. You want to learn how to stop behaviors that feel compulsive and out of your control. You want to learn how to, how, let's get very specific. Well, you want to learn how to make a million dollars. You want to learn how to talk to women. You want to learn how to anything. I, I mean, whatever it is, you want to buy your first house. You want to get that job. You want to get the education or change jobs or start a business, all of it, it doesn't matter what the external result you're looking for. It all begins with cognitive mastery and elevating your alpha state. So here are some traits for you to consider and look for when you join the Spartan Agogi School of Mastery, School of Cognitive Mastery, and learn how to elevate your alpha. This is the evidence that you are living, elevating your alpha and living from that alpha state. So number one, you will be disinclined to spend much energy on perfunctory niceties unless they are important to others present. And the reason is so that you don't waste time on interpersonal gamesmanship or pointless interpretations or contrived layers of meaning and even semantic trivia. The whole idea is that you are authentic to yourself and you're not trying to control, manipulate, or determine the emotions and responses of other people. You value good content, clean information, open channels for finding out more on your own terms, and an attitude of open questioning and discovery. You favor appropriate technology minimal consumption, and a deliberate effort to avoid waste and clutter. It's just all lack of organization, lack of management. You have no need for status, exhibitionism, or displays of power unless power is demanded by the circumstance. But it's not about this idea of what other people think. It's only about the way you think about yourself. You enjoy human appetites, but you don't become a compulsive slave to any of them. And that's true for everything, guys. We talk about buffering. You can enjoy the technology of social media and video games. You can enjoy the technology of Netflix without becoming addicted to them or using them to avoid you feeling your emotions. 
you are able to fully express any emotion, but the emotion is intellectually used rather than emotionally driven or manipulatively applied. So it's deliberate choice in how you feel, right? Your emotion is not to be expressed in terms of manipulation, but it's expressed as a deliberate choice in the way you want to feel based on the circumstance and you are choosing it through your cognition. You'll see life as an up and down journey from problem to solution, a constant circle. As one problem presents and you find a solution, that new solution creates a new problem. So both chaos and order are accepted as normal. There's nothing wrong ever. There's nothing ever to be fixed. There's nothing ever going wrong in your life. And that's a big one from the beta condition. The beta condition will see something as wrong that needs to be fixed, and that's going to create suffering. That's what creates suffering. From the alpha state, you recognize that nothing is going wrong. Everything is being presented as an opportunity. Everything is perfect, and it is your opportunity to decide what you're going to do with it. From the alpha state, you also replace anything artificial or contrived with spontaneity, simplicity, and ethics that make sense. You'll seek after a variety of interests and will elect to do what you want to do, whether or not it's trendy or popular or validated by other people. From your alpha state, you cannot be coerced. You cannot be bribed. You cannot be intimidated because there's no compulsion to control or desire to be controlled by other people. You are in cognitive control. So the only way for you to be manipulated, the only way for you to be intimidated, bribed, coerced, is if you give other people permission to do that to you. Because you are in control of your mind, not other people, not their words, not their behavior. And I've said this before, as an alpha, you will run an emotional range of behaviors and actions. You'll be gentle at times. You'll be ruthless at times. You'll be a conformist at times and a nonconformist at others, even within the same community. But all of these factors are going to be based on being involved in a circumstance where the overall interest is life itself. And finally, you're going to locate your core motivational and evaluative systems within yourself, from yourself, from your desires, from your wants, from the best version of yourself from who you really are. And that by doing so, brother, you become immune to external pressure and judgment. And these are all traits of the alpha state. And that's what I have for you today, guys. Remember to go to my website, thealphamalecoach.com and look at the tab at the top, work with Kevin. You'll see some programs there. Guys, I have so many different ways for you to develop this skill set of cognitive mastery. The best, most effective is the long course, the one year, the Spartan Agogi School of Cognitive Mastery. But I have so many ways for you to learn this skill set. There's no reason for you not to take this momentous leap in your life. You can get started right now for less than a dollar a day, but you got to go to thealphamalecoach.com. Check out the tab, Work With Kevin. Read about the Spartan Agogi program and set up a 45-minute consultation call with me. If you have any questions about the program, Cognitive Mastery, the Alpha State, the Universal Truth, or the model, set up a call with me. It's absolutely free. We could talk about it. But brother, massive action. Take massive action today to learn the prerequisite skill set that will give you a jump start on learning and achieving everything else you could ever want 
in life. And until next week, my brother, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash. Unleash.